the live Rights to Ricky Sanchez podcast with TJ McConnell, Derek Bonner, John Gonzalez, and us, which was awesome at Underground Arts, is brought to you by Cornblow and Cornblow, the law firm of Cornblow and Cornblow, the official law firm of the process. Our very new sponsor, theathletic.com. Get the journalism you deserve about the Sixers and every other team and get our special co-branded Right Side of History shirt along with 10% off when you subscribe for one year at theathletic.com slash RTRS. And, of course, our official jeweler where Right's Ricky Sanchez listeners go and get engaged, L.L. Pavorsky. TJ was great. Everybody was great. Enjoy the podcast. Spike Eskin and the man actually next to me. Right. I can see his face. He's handsome as a motherfucker. That is Mike Levin. <laughs> Afternoon, Mike. Hi, Spike. People, n- numerous people have thought that I was the Hollis Thompson picture in my Twitter profile. <laughs> the worst thing is finding out Mike isn't black. <laughs> I've, been saying, I've been saying that all my life. Right. So welcome to the live Rights to Ricky Sanchez podcast. We are at Underground Arts in Philadelphia. The first ever. Yeah, this is the first ever. Well, actually, so here's the reality of the first ever. It's the first ever real one like this. The other ones were bad. The other, well, okay. So this is good. Yeah. So the first one we did at the lottery party three lottery parties ago, and uh, it was at Buffalo Wild Wings. We brought one speaker, and uh, nobody heard us. I think, I think Ange heard us. Ange, Ange Goldstein Ange heard Goldstein us. heard us, right. It was a podcast just for Ange. Maybe Legs heard it. Well, and here's the other thing. Yeah, Legs was behind the table. Yeah. The, other, the other sort of disappointing thing that you'll find out is that Andrew Sharp was actually on that podcast. He is. But that's... Yeah. That's why, that's why we don't count it. Right. So then Doesn't at count. the lottery party, uh, it was me and Max and Jim and, and Godner and Hoffman and Amos Lee... But uh, Mike wasn't there. Doesn't count. So it didn't count. It's a so fake you, podcast. you are the inaugural uh, crowd at the first Race to Ricky Sanchez podcast. And here, here is what I will say before we get to the, the actual Sixers. Look at this. We have content. Um, I can't tell you. So we started I have this. A cl- I have a clipboard. Yeah. I think well, it makes me look more professional yeah. than Spike. Real professional. But you didn't even print anything. I printed it out. Yeah, I printed out my thing. Yeah. So uh, before we actually start with the Sixers, we started this podcast four years and three months ago. 
And the fact that uh, we were standing there and, and the doors opened and people started walking in with the old t-shirts and stuff. And it really hit me that uh, we have created something. And I don't mean the podcast, I mean you and us. We have created something that will last forever and means a lot to me. I've been in radio for 20 years, and, but nothing, uh, and I've created a lot of great things that I'm proud of, but nothing is like this and nothing, none of the people are like you. And uh, it means a lot to us that you're here. And, and that you support us. And, that, uh, and remember, when they get good and everyone jumps on the bandwagon, only you know what the fuck Lickface means. So, right. so thank you. We need a, uh, a we talk about how much this means to us song. Yeah. Like, in the same way that we have a relationship advice song from yes. Eliza Hardy-Jones. Yep. We need like a, guys... This is nice, This right? really means a lot to we us. We need that song. I'll call Eliza Hardy Okay, Jones yeah, see if she's got one. So uh, coming up on the podcast today, the, uh, I would say like one of the heroes of the process, TJ McConnell will yep. be here later. <laughs> and Mike, will, will, oh, go ahead. He's not here now. He's not here now. Um, but he'll be we've here. We've never met him. We've so never the first met time that we meet TJ... We'll be on this stage. Right in front of you. And we'll see how that goes. Yeah. It's like if there was a, pod, a basketball podcast version of an arranged marriage, I yeah. assume that it, was a, it would feel a little bit like this. So, uh, and his, I th- his agent is like his like Pakistani mom. Yes, yeah. Um, the, uh, I, you know, it's funny, but uh, TJ is a guy who... I remember, you know, so I said something on Twitter last night, we'll get to this, about Justin Anderson. Yeah. That he, I said, I think, uh, Justin Anderson is shooting and dribbling a lot for a guy who isn't proficient at either. And he faved it. He faved it. He faved it. He's but, not coming on the podcast, I don't but think. But it, it made me, but it, but it made me remember, um, you know, TJ McConnell, when he was on that summer league team, yep. I didn't think there was any chance he would make it. Yep. Uh, I watched him. I was like, ah, you know, a, a try-hard point guard that isn't going to make the team. And here he is. I, you know, I've, I've, I've realized I've turned my, I've turned how I feel on a lot of guys. I turned on Cannon. Yep. I was a, a, against Cannon. And the I program. haven't. You have not turned positively against it. But TJ McConnell is a guy who just, I didn't think was going to make it. And I think is exemplary of what all of this meant. So it is... I mean, it's perfect that he's here. He's gonna, going to be here, probably. <laughs> Chopiano. Chopiano. Chopiano buses. Chopiano, yeah. Let's Whatever. hope Chopiano gets it here. Also will be on the podcast, a uh, Derek Bodner of The Athletic. And, and we will get to this later in the podcast, Mike. But The Athletic is a new sponsor oh, of the, yeah. These people are just hearing that for the first just time. Just hearing it for the first time. We're proud. We are proud to be associated with The Athletic. And, uh, and the fact that Godner is here means a lot to us, so thank you. And we will also have, of the ringer.com, run by Bill Simmons. I'm doing this the right way. A native Philadelphian and process trusser, John Gonzalez. See, so he can't complain. What we I, say. John's never been on the podcast before. John has never been on the podcast. Which is weird. Well, I hope he's ready for a lot of questions about his boss. Because I don't really care what his takes on the Sixers are. He's going to sit right there and we're going to talk about Bill Simmons. So. I just want to tell people that aren't, that aren't here that you're wearing a Clearwater Threshers hat. Yeah. 
That's can on you, brand, can you, right? can you name anyone currently on the Clearwater Threshers? I don't know. Some 17-year-old, I guess. I don't Look, know. If you don't like Phillies minor league baseball, you're not for me. Can you? Also, when TJ is here, and we hope to be able to do this, we're going to sort of feel him out. We're going to have a hardwood slapping contest. We're going to feel him out. The, the, winner, the winner is going to get this water bottle. Now, you might say, Spike, what is that water bottle? Yep. And I would That's say what this, I said. This was used by Joel Embiid at a game in Milwaukee. As you can see with the 21 on it, or so says the guy on eBay who sold it to me. So we're yeah. going to give that away. Um, and we'll also have some fun other games. So I thought, uh, why don't we talk about the Sixers a little bit? Like real podcast stuff? I guess. All right. First, Mike, we'd like to thank the Trapiano Bus Company. Thank you. The Trapiano Bus Company, they're sending the car for TJ to make, T make sure TJ is here we tonight. We got TJ a car. We got TJ a car. So thank you to the reliable, wonderful, handsome folks over at Trapiano Bus Company for all your transportation needs from sedans to vans and buses, nights out, airport trips, weddings, special events, podcasts in the basement. Uh, or if you're looking for a job, 215-616-5370. What? 5370. 215-616-5370. And a special thanks to Nicolette, who arranged all this. Trapiano Bus Company. They're the best. If they, but if, if TJ is late, we're deleting this. Yes, yeah. So last night, Sixers and Celtics. I'm going to do a, a, fire, a fire truck at some point. Oh, in the background? Just to like, yeah. some, so people know. So Markel Fultz didn't play last woo, night. Woo. Okay. Do we think Markel Fultz didn't play because he's hurt? Or do we think Markel Fultz didn't play because after that performance the other night, subjecting him to 17,500 fans, half of them Celtics fans at home, might not be the best idea for Markel Fultz? I think the combination of him playing poorly yep. and, uh, and it being, and the shoulder injury. His shoulder, right? Shoulder. Shoulder yeah. soreness? The shoulder. My shoulder's always sore. Yeah, right? It's not a reason to not play. I'm doing this podcast. Yeah. On a stool. Right. And I have lower back pain. Yeah. And you're tired. I am tired. Yeah. Uh, I took a nap. But I, I, think, I think also the, the idea that it's against Boston, that the team that didn't want him, right. that traded down to not take him, I think there, there might have been like a, hey, let's not subject this kid to that right off the bat. In a danger of being hot takey, and please, I'm just asking. We've, take, we've taken some shit for our, I well, think, just Negadelphian concerns. So tell me, you watched that first game, there's no way you didn't feel a little like, uh-oh, he's good, right? You know, we, because I, I mean, I remember, I remember feeling this way about Evan Turner. I don't think he's Evan Turner. Like, he's not. He's not. He's better. He's a better shooter. I know. I know! Okay! I can't believe Mark Look, said I don't Mark work for the ringer. Hold on a second. Oh, my God. I think I don't think he is, but I think that we've the we, we are we are our experiences. Right. I wouldn't be who I was if they didn't make the Bynum trade, if we right. didn't live through these eras. And so I have to be like, hey, I'm watching for that, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna just gonna blow through like a very bad performance game one that reminded me of a little Evan, bit of Evan. Evan well, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. But he's good. He's going to be good. I'm not worried, but like I am It is. A it's bit. a little bit of PTSD. Uh, it's, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you. We've been burned before. Let me ask you this. 
You can go back in time. Oh, God. Undo the trade, take Dennis Smith at three. Do you do it? No, 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 no. I don't. Uh, Dennis Smith was number two on, just on both of our big boards, I believe. Yes. No, you were, he was, Dennis Smith was three on your big board. He was two. He's two. I have my computer in the back. Okay, all right. He's two. He was really number one on mine. I, I know. <laughs> I like where you draw the line. Yeah. You have like, oh, well... I, I do guess, the prep sheet. I guess I'll put him behind okay. us on the YouTube. So, so overall, we feel fine, but watching him, we felt like shit. It's one game. It's one game. He's going to be very good. He's very smooth. You got to trust the process. Probably. Yeah. Uh, I'm not concerned, but like I super am. Always. Yeah, yeah, right. Oh, Billboard's Jason Lipschitz over there in the crowd. I think I see him. Big hand for Jason. Jason did a Sixers-only interview with Amos Lee on Billboard, which is That's pretty great. awesome. All right, next thing. I was going to talk about Sarge, but I don't want to talk about Sarge. What I want to talk about is who the fuck is James Blackman Jr. and where has he been all my life? This guy's awesome, right? He's awesome. I mean, he's fine. No, he's good. He played a couple years at Indiana, played with Thomas Bryant, Yogi Ferrell, did, uh, did OG, you your boy Og. 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 Og, 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 Og Ananobi. Did you watch the game last night? Like he was, I did. he was, uh, he throws like cool passes. Does he? Yes, yes. He's kind of just. I'm. I saw it on the on the on the prep sheet, which nah, I read. He's good. And I was surprised to see it. Well, let's. Okay. Well, then, if you, if you're not as explicit, let's talk about Justin Anderson. I think this is a good conversation because you because you've been. Because Nerlens Noel was traded for a fake pick. A fake pick. And whoever's wearing the Nerlens Noel is traded for a fake pick shirt. Shouts to you, guy. Hey, let me ask you something. With Embiid, like, sort of not playing, wouldn't it be nice to have a rim-protecting, young, it might defensive... Be. Yeah. All right, anyway. It might be. Vegan jaw. We're not, even, we're not talking about Okafor at this podcast. No. It's going to be tough to not have our regular Sixers takes when TJ gets here. Yes. Because like, these are probably okay. his friends. All right, this is like a surprise party. When TJ gets here, we fucking love everybody. Yeah. Everybody on yeah. the team. Yeah. Oh, my God. How could they cut anybody? Can't they find a clause to carry 18 on the roster? Um, but, but Justin Anderson, here's... He's a, he's a polarizing guy because you have not liked him. And, I, and I, he's weirdly exactly the kind of player you like and exactly the kind of player you hate. Because he's, he's the... He's the piss-off-everybody-on-defense guy. He's got some Pat Beverly to him. He's got a little Jeremy Grant to him. Yeah. And then he also can dribble or shoot, which you yes. hate. You hate which that guy. Which is a problem. Yeah. You hate that guy. Yeah, I like the guys that can either pass or shoot or dribble. And the pass thing, I don't really care about yeah. that much. If you I'm can. surprised that you said pass. I yeah. would have... Well, I have to seem like I like basketball a little bit. Yeah. So, a very anti-Marc Gasol seat. But, by the way, I like that there's a seat in between us. Yeah. It feels like there's like a little internet Buffer connection. A yeah. little, little Skype, yeah. Skype internet connection right here. So here's what I was thinking about Justin Anderson. First of all, Anderson had a good game last night. and uh, a, huge, a, a huge block. A on, huge block. On what's his name? Who is it? He's going to break a block. Ba- he, he's going to be the first guy to break a backboard on a block. Um, but it seemed like, uh, and he, he hit some shots last night. I'll tell you this. Here's what I would ask you. Yeah. You can have one of two guys on the roster. Stauskas or I knew Anderson? You were ask that. I knew you were who would you ask rather that. have? I'd rather have, I'd rather have Anderson. You'd rather have Anderson. I'd rather, Stauskas has been invisible for the two preseason games. No, he's not. Uh, yes, he's going, he has. He's getting to the line. He played. He played uh, Marcus Smart tough in the post. A guy comes on the podcast one time. And we I'm get loyal. Up. Yeah. 
So really, you'd rather have Stauskas than Anderson? Uh, I think it's tough because on this team, the shooting is more valuable. Yeah. If Embiid's, if Embiid's healthy, shooting is more valuable if Simmons there. But I would say that they're, they're lighter in that 3-4 four, four area because uh, they now have, like, JJ's here and Bayless is here. Like, Stauskas is a little bit behind those guys. So I'd say they might need that kind of type more he with Justin Anderson. He said Anderson! Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. And here's the other thing. He hasn't played much during the preseason, but I watched during Summer League, and, like, Korkmaz is already better than TLC. No, he's not. He is. You don't... Just because you don't watch defense doesn't, doesn't mean everybody else doesn't also. T Look, here's You the only thing. watch defense when Jalil Okafor literally stands in the no, paint. No, I watch defense. Don't well, make me it. that guy. But here's Marcus Soule. TLC. Say one nice thing about Marcus Soule. Big, oafy, white guy. I don't care That's about That's not Marcus nice. Soul. So... Here's the, well, no, I'm not going to get on a Marcus All thing, but here's the thing I'll say about TLC. Like, you have, if there's five minutes left in the game and you can have one guy on the floor and your options are Anderson, Cork, Mauser, TLC, TLC is number three out of, out of the three. Can't shoot. Can't, what's the, I mean, what's the score? Well, do you Who are we playing? Do you trust him? Uh, I'll ask the crowd. The seconds are ticking down in the, just hold on a second. Seconds are ticking down. TLC is wide open in the corner, and the ball goes to him. Do you okay, feel confident? Yeah. Kirkmaz is a better shooter. Well, do you feel con Who would you rather shoot that? Let's take Kirkmaz out of it. Who would you rather shoot it, Anderson or TLC? TLC! You're wrong. Sounds like TLC. Yes. He's our best cutter, and he is our best cutter. He's going to be great cutting off ball with Simmons. Great cutting. I like cutting. Cutting's not a skill. It's, it is a skill. <laughs> All right. I say, do you want to bring up our guests? Because, yeah, let's do it. Okay. All right. Welcome to the stage of the athletic, Derek Bodner. And of the ringer, John Gonzalez. Mike, let's take a break from the podcast and talk about our new sponsor. Derek, sit right there while yeah. we talk about... Speaking of Godner... Uh, we are pleased to welcome The Athletic as wow. a sponsor Very of the Life to Ricky Sanchez podcast. Right. Fucking A. All right. Let me talk to you about The Athletic. You guys deserve the very best Sixers coverage possible, right? That's right. And it's not from us. It's not from us. So what The Athletic said was like, we're sick of these pop-up ads. We're sick of this bullshit writing. Why don't we go and get the best writers possible? Nobody's even running Liberty Ballers anymore. You're right. So they got Godner. Godner! They got Rich Hoffman. They got Mike O'Connor for the Eagles. They got Shio Kapadia. They got Charlie O'Connor for the Flyers. They got Liz Rocher for the Phillies. Look, man, five bucks a month is all you're paying, and you're getting all of this, you're not getting any ads, and you, everybody complains about the, the pivot to video and all that. You wanna stop it? You wanna get rid of ads? This is what you do. So we have I a- like a, I actually like a pivot to video, but I like a pivot to real life even better. Real life, yes. P pivot but, to uh, town halls. Town halls, right. That's the next pivot. Yeah. So, if you wanna subscribe to The Athletic, we have a very special deal. We have a T-shirt, right? It's not here yet. It was just confirmed. So the theme like, of the t-shirt... I like where's the t-shirt guy. The theme of the t-shirt is 
the right side of history. It has the word history, it has the Ricky logo, it has the athletic logo, and this is the only place you can get it. So if so, you want to explain to passersby what your shirt means, right? Because then the guy this with, is the shirt for you. Because the guy with the fuck Andrew Sharp t-shirt doesn't that, have to explain it to anybody. I think that makes anybody. sense. Right. I, I see exactly what that means. We're right. fucking him. It's great. Okay. So you go to theathletic.com slash RTRS. You support real journalism that gives you the coverage you deserve. That's right. You get the special athletic rights Ricky Sanchez t-shirt, theathletic.com slash RTRS. We are pleased to have The Athletic as our sponsor. Hurry up and sit down, Gonzo, so we can talk about Bill Simmons. This is the first time I've been... Oh, no. I've, Simmons I've been, this for him. Oh, wow. Did you, did, you did you expense that? What's up? Did you expense this? I, I'm going to now. I love it. Yeah, yeah, I think so. This is the first time I've been Look drunk for a podcast. Maniacs. Yeah, Gonzo has a... Talk into the mic. I am. There we go. There we go. He's, he's never been a television personality, That's so true. Give, yeah. him a, give him yeah. a second to warm up. I'm ready um, to go. So... Uh, I wanted to ask, well, first of all, Godner, uh, we're going to talk about this in a minute. We haven't talked about it yet, but did you know that The Athletic is now a sponsor of the Rights to Ricky Sanchez podcast? Wow. You know, I've heard rumors. I've heard rumors, yeah. yeah. So we're going to put up a wall in front of Derek, and if anybody wants to see him, it'll be $3. Everybody who's paid for Derek over on that side. Yeah. It's we $5. Got phone evidence. Well, no, real quick, let me ask. Hold on, let me ask. Who here has subscribed to Derek, whether... whether that's a bunch of hands. Actually, yes, I have as well. So, so somebody has to cover the Sixers like a real person while we're doing shit like this, and Derek's that guy. So, Derek, uh, you, were you in the gym for the full court five-on-five five, uh, Embiid thing? I was, yeah. How did he look? He looked good. He had that one block that I think everybody saw. Yeah. Um, you know, he looked a little tired. He looked out a little out of breath. He said he got tired towards the end, but, I mean, he looks like Embiid. There's no, I don't have to convince anyone I here. I thought you said he looks like Embiid me. Embiid is going to. I was going to say, to... he doesn't look like you. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty close. I don't think I have to convince anybody here that he's going to be good. Yeah. yeah. He just has to be healthy. Um, well, Wait, I have, a, I have an athletic question. Well, do you, hold do you, at what point, okay. how much athleticism do you have to prove <laughs> yourself <laughs> to be, the part to of be the a writer for the athletic? Yeah. <laughs> was it like you and Liz Rocher in like a. The feats of strength kind of position. <laughs> it would be renamed to the unathletic effect. Sure. Yeah. It's uh, like that scene in Batman where they have the tryouts where they do yeah. the thing with the pool cue. Yeah. He won. The new name of the website is Other People Are Athletic. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, did, did Embiid look... So, when I was watching it, Embiid looked a little... Let me just throw this conspiracy theory at you. Um, is this tea leaves already? What's that? Are it's we doing tea leaves? Little, it's reverse tea leaves, right? So Embiid looked a little heavy to me and a little slow. And, well, he, no, he'll be fine. He'll be fine. This Spike writes for the ringer now. For yeah. that. No, no, no. Here's, here's what I'm saying. Here's what I'm saying. We saw, we saw j videos in June with him and Drew Hanlon, and he looked great. And then all of a sudden, the video stopped. Social media stopped for like six weeks. And now all of a sudden, they're working to get his cardio up and they're working to get him in basketball shape. So my only theory here is, and I'm not saying being alarmist, but at some point, the guy's knee needed to be drained or something and they shut it down. Do, do you think that is a reasonable thing to, to think could have happened? I'm not I've... asking you to say it happened. <laughs> I'm asking you 
Is, are, is my logic, at least, does, do you follow my logic? I think there are a lot of plausible explanations. Yeah. I think that could be one of them. Okay. I, I, I think that this is the only time I've ever agreed with your father and that it's a contract thing. And that okay, then where's the fucking contract? He what? can't sign it until... No, no can, he, he can he sign it right sign. now. That's a deadline. The deadline is... A yeah. yeah, they're going to wait. Gonna Why wait. are you so worried about his stamina and... Uh, have you not seen the tennis video? <laughs> he went running down the street. He looks great. What's to worry about? Is, is, do you think that the Lyft driver who took that video of him running is a fan of the podcast? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, how could no. they not? Is First that Lyft driver here? His Lyft driver, also known as his agent. Look, there's no way. There's no Brett, way. No, I asked Brett. Okay. Brett said that... Oh, well, Brett would give well, you the download. Brett said that uh, not only wasn't it staged, but that was actually the second night that he had done that, that he had done it the night before as well. And Brett gave him... Brett did exactly that. He was like, I love it. He's out getting fresh air and some exercise. You know I, like, I like this, like, Spike Trelawney class over here. Spike's well, not I a Harry Potter fan. Play fucking basketball. Yeah, you're running in the street. You're playing tennis. They have a, they have the Eskin a... does not fall far well, from no, the Well, no, I'm just saying he's... <laughs> I knew we should have booked Colleen. <laughs> Solid. I just, that was, that's the thing, right? If I, if you do the Howard thing, I gotta do All it. Right, that's either. exactly right. It's She's one definitely the, the most talented person. I'm not even the most talented person in my own house. Uh, all I'll say is, is that there is a, a 200,000 square foot practice facility that doesn't have cars, potholes, curbs, all that kind of stuff. Like, I don't need you. I'm glad that you, you want to be on the internet, but like, I don't, I don't need you running through the street. Wow. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. He's I, beloved <laughs> by the city. I this is it. his city. This isn't Carson Wentz's city. Oh, this boy. is Joel Embiid's city. Oh, he knows the crowd. He knows the crowd. I love the guy. He can I... run wherever he damn well pleases. Oh. Yes, he can. You get Mike up in front of a crowd. <laughs> All right, first, hold on. I want to stop down the podcast. If I knew a flyer, I would say a flyer. I'm not going to, yeah. I'm not going to edit this out. Joe, if you're in here, Joe DiBiagio, are you in here? Can you raise your hand? Okay. In the back. When, when TJ is here and, and you have him set back there and he's ready, can you just come up on the stage and pinch me? Yeah, please okay. tell us to all stop right. talking about yeah, that, literally that, that everybody. We'll okay. So, all right. I want to move my questioning over to Gonzo for a second here. I, wait, we'll get I, listen to me. Wow. I am not going to be the new Andrew uh, Hold on a second. Hold on. of this podcast. Yeah, yeah. Hold I on refuse a second. to be your heel. Hold yeah. on a second. What? So you're, what is your official role at the ringer? Great question. Yeah. When is this running? <laughs> you we'll write see, about we'll the Sixers. I write about a lot of things, but are you mainly Sixers, you guys. Are you yeah, Sixers I'm, correspondent? I, uh, I'm here specifically to do a Sixers piece, and this is my first time on the podcast, despite the fact that I had them. You guys know the 700-level show. They're over there in the corner. I had, thank you very much, had those guys on it, and I will note, I'm one of the few people to say the name of this podcast. That's right. Yeah, say the name. Say the name. And I had to fly out here on Bill Simmons' dime to do it. So now what? Has he, wait, hold on a second. Has he said that? Has he said that to you? No, what? he said he did it on, on Bill Simmons' dime. Oh, time. okay. I thought he said he's dying to do it. The guy's like, he makes <laughs> no, like... I am not speaking for Bill Simmons. He makes like $9 sounds million like, dollars like a year. Bill Simmons. Yeah, a lot of I have no, I have, yeah. All these people think you're speaking for Bill whatever Simmons. Whatever authority you think I have, I have much, much less than that. Then why yeah. are you wearing a shirt that says, I speak for Bill Simmons? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm definitely going to get fired from the job I don't have. All right. 
John, back to the Sixers. Go ahead. Truth, uh, true or false, do you think Bill Simmons is scared of us? So I said to him shortly after I decided to do, Mike was like, hey, you know, if you're going to be here to do something for The Ringer anyway, why don't you come on the podcast? And I immediately regretted it. <laughs> um, He's definitely scared of us. I, I, I'm scared I, of us. Yeah. Yeah, who wouldn't be? You guys are all lunatics. We have I a hinky... It. Yes! There's a hinky banner in the back. <laughs> yeah. Look, by the way, hinky loves the banner. Is that true? Yeah, no. I, I said, hey, did you Of see this, course he this, loves the, the banner. The banner, and he's like, it's a crazy world. He's the leader of a cult that he didn't start. Yeah. yeah. He's, he said once that we were born too late, we would have been great militia leaders, yes. is what he said. Yeah. So, he's a, a wonderful gentleman. So back to Bill Simmons. No, I'm just kidding. Just don't cross us. That, that's all I'll say, Gonzo. I know you moved to L.A. Anyone who cross... Like, somebody asked me earlier, uh, back there, I think it was the... Uh, I forget who asked me. He was like, hey, what do the Sixers think of all this? And I was like, they loved us until the billboard. <laughs> you know? They like, did not love the billboard. They did not love the billboard. No. Talk, talk about that a little bit. Uh, so the billboard went up, and it was... Just the- wait, quick background yeah. for new people. Please. When they, when Adam Silver and his fucking henchmen ran Sam Hinkie out of town, we were like, wouldn't it be funny to put a billboard up right outside their building? <laughs> that, so was, put- that was one of the few ideas because we met the guy who had the idea for the Hinky banner. Yep. A lot of this is community driven, but the yes, billboard was, was actually, his idea. Was actually our idea. Maybe the only thing that was. Um, and, uh, so outside the Wells Fargo Center, it, I think it rotated messages, but the first one said Hinky Forever. It had a picture of Sam Hinky, and that was when they weren't in Camden yet. They were still working at the Wells Fargo Center, so they had to look at it every day. And we were like, and I had warned them, and before you get to this, I had warned them. I was like, because they, they had started to embrace us a little bit. Yep. And I had said, you love us now, but if you ever cross us, we have long memories and short fuses, and I'm, I'm telling you, this is not going to end well. So, and, and then the billboard went and, up. And uh, to end the story, it didn't end well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it ended well for us. Right. It went great for you guys. No, they were really pissed off about that. I mean, I, I, I asked them, I was like, uh, so did you guys? Yes, we saw the billboard. We can't not see the billboard. We look out <laughs> of the, the front of every window, and the billboard is staring us in the face. Uh, so, you know, message received, I guess. Good yeah. job. Well, it was funny. So I have season tickets, and the, uh, my season ticket rep called me because we had done the group. We had done the uh, Shirley Temple did this group. And he was like, hey, I was thinking about maybe, this was like two weeks after the billboard. Maybe you guys would not want to do another group. And I said, uh, hey, man, do you know who, you, I, I don't often say this. I was like, you know who I am, right? Wow. And he was like, what do you mean? You very, know who I am. Well, very... <laughs> It's a very wow. Eskin thing to say. Do not cross him. He was not well, kidding. A very I, Howard move. No. It's just, I was the like... Howard's back there going, that's my boy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was like, you saw the billboard outside. I'm not giving you guys a bunch of money. Like, no, absolutely not. But uh, they kept pressing on. All right. So let me, let's ask you guys this, because we had just talked about it. The Markel Fultz thing, I think, is a mix of... I'll start with you, Derek. Is a mix of... Like, he did honestly, legitimately did not look good, but it's not a reason to freak out. But, but how, I guess, how surprised were you about how bad, I'm sorry, he actually did look? What surprised me the most, I'm very disappointed in you, Mike, that you have this reaction. I thought you had a little more conviction than this. Nope. Oh. Wow. Um, 
Let me tell you something. I, I could show you some old Liberty Ballers email threads. Between <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised he struggled. Let me put this way. I'm not surprised he struggled. I'm surprised he struggled that degree. Yeah. I'm not concerned at all. I don't think my evaluation has changed. I thought he, frankly, had a lot of looks that he could have made. It's a 19-year-old making his NBA debut. I'm not, I'm not worried at all. I think, I think he honestly got a little... I, I think towards the end he got a little, like, shook. And I don't say that lightly. And I think, it, I, I think it's not an ability thing. I think he just sort of got in his head. And I'm not... I wouldn't say I'm down on him, but I am... You compared him to Evan Turner. I compared my feelings compared about him feeling. to Evan Turner. He compared the feelings. My feelings! This is me. I have, look, I have, I have IBS. Yeah. I have a very small window for how, when my asshole is okay. And so it's, we are walking a tightrope, well, and that's what we deal with. And just to defend Mike for a second here, because we're rarely on the same page, if you want, like, analysis, like, you can go to him. <laughs> if you want feelings, you come to us. And you, and you guys are fucking lying if you're saying you didn't feel like shit watching him the other night. And you're lying because it felt like shit. The shot is troubling. The shot is troubling. He like, shoots like Rashawn like, Holmes so, now. Uh, he does shoot a little bit. LL's over there. I'm, I'm not worried shouts about the shot. Shouts to LL. The and the reason why I'm bringing him up is because... Uh, Jakey Basketball, LL's progeny, <laughs> took the video of uh, Markel shooting, and I was like, oh my God, what is he doing? It's, it's horrible. Uh, Jason Concepcion from The Ringer said, it looks like he made an entire shot network. Yep, shouts the network. Uh, said it looks like he's making an entire shot out of a hitch. It's really weird, and it's concerning, and I don't know what he's doing. It's I'm, like he's I'm, pushing I'm, it. Yeah. I'm not worried about the shot. What? I'm not worried about the shot. What it's, are you worried about? So you're worried about you're confidence just worried about him being shot, but you're not worried about that weird shot? I'm worried about the general ability to get his own shot. I'm, and I'm, by the way, not worried. He just had a bad game, and it's the only game we can go off of for I'm now. I'm not worried about one game. It's preseason. Who cares about that? But it's preseason. That's why you tinker with shots. But why? He was an okay shooter from three in that's college. Why, we're on the radio. I tinker with bits for the podcast. That's a good point. It's a tinkering... It's the same thing. It's a tinkering you medium. You basically are Markel Fultz. Thank you for same saying guy. that. Thank you so for excellent, saying that. Excellent parallel. Thank you for saying that. Mike, let's take a break from the podcast. Please. TJ's, TJ, hang on for a second on, while we second. talk about our podcast. And talk about our sponsor, L.L. Pavorsky Drawlers. So you might know L.L. from every fucking event we do. Yep. LL is the original sponsor of the Ricky, has been with us for two years, which is incredible. He believed in us when nobody else did. Uh, LL has sold Mike now 54 engagement Ooh. rings to write to Ricky Sanchez listeners. If he, if he gets to 100, do you have to read, uh, read the names read of all everyone the names, that got yeah. engaged? We have a special, the two-year anniversary special only for October $100 off any item of $500 or more only till the end of October. The coupon is on our website. Now, here's the other special going on. Wait, can I, can, I ask some, can I ask something first? Yeah. Are we sure that we're recording? Yes, I pressed the button. Okay. Yeah. If not, as I said to him up there, I was like, if it records, great. If it doesn't, it doesn't. I don't know. You guys, you are, guys here. are happy, right? You guys are here. So here's the other special. The Bust the Process 3 special. You buy an engagement ring for $4,000 or more from LL. Agree to get engaged on the trip. You get a free trip for two on Bust the Process 3. 
You know you want to get engaged, even if you don't have a girlfriend. On a bus. On a bus. The you most romantic mode of transportation. You know you love the Sixers, you and your girl, so, and you love us, and you love LL, so why not get your engagement ring from LL and get engaged on a trip to go see uh, Malcolm Brogdon get booed? <laughs> so, met your, but, but, but LL will make your engagement ring very special, the process personal, very private. Nobody will find out about it except for the girl when you actually propose. So you'll get the ring and a free trip from to Chicago and Milwaukee on LL to make a uh, appointment to get your engagement ring, 215-627-2252. Visit at 707-WALNUT or tweet him at LL Pavorsky or just go up to him. And uh, for every podcast, LL makes donations to the National Coalition Against Domestic Violence and Justice, Rest Justice Rescue. LL Pavorsky Jewelers. This isn't a tagline, but it is a story. My mom asked me today if I'm going to see LL to get oh. Elsa engaged. It's, oh. I, I Are think, we breaking news? No. no. I think maybe having a jeweler as a sponsor was a bad move. Yeah. So back to Bill Simmons. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just I kidding. cannot emphasize I'm just kidding. enough I'm just kidding. that I have nothing Wait, I have, to do I have a question. That. I have a question for Derek. Yeah. Derek, who doesn't make this team? Yeah. That's my somebody, next question. I'll tell you who is, is making it. Chris Humphreys. <laughs> I mean, I think it's the obvious four, right? It's, it's Okafor, Emeka, the four. Emeka. Uh, Humphreys. Well, no, no, no. I, we know that they're not making it. We're not that they're making it. But, like, it, it feels like there's a numbers crunch. At some point, that's going to come down to either Stauskas. Yeah, I would say here, who, the question is, I think, who is not going to make this team that we all thought was probably going to make this team? And is it's, it's Okafor, Stauskas, Anderson feels like a three, a three for two battle. No, I, I really think it's going chalk. I think it's going how you would expect. You have Because you have um, McAdoo on the two-way and you need four cuts. I think it's going to be those guys. Which guys? So Humphreys? Paul and Blackman, Humphreys, and Okafor. Uh, I like which Okafor? Emeka. But do they have enough roster spots for everybody else? Yeah, because you got because that you have a 20-man uh, off-season roster. One of them doesn't count towards a 15-man because it's a two-way, so you need four cuts. You're the math guy. <laughs> ah. You sort of bummed us out. If okay, let's say Sounds you. Sounds like a check. This out. is why I don't get drunk before the <laughs> <Yeah>. podcast. Well. <laughs> Let's do this again. All right, let's, let's, let's do a, a panel discussion here. If, what were we doing before? So, <laughs> let's say we're Brian Colangelo and we have giant expensive collars. And let's, let's say you have one fewer roster spot than we thought and you had to cut one of them. So, Stauskas, Anderson, you know, uh, whoever's on the list, if you had to cut one of those guys, Derek, who would you I think cut? It'd be you would cut Stauskas. John? Who was on the list? What's that? I zoned out. Stauskas, Anderson, Okafor, Luau. Anybody but, but Emeka Okafor, Chris Humphreys, uh, Blackman Jr. And, and Pullen. Uh, yeah, Pullen. Uh, you know, it's, I'm, I'm, I didn't like the job pick before it happened. I didn't like it when it happened. I still don't like it now. They're not going to cut Okafor. I know, of course not, but you, this is a hypothetical game. I'm uh. not allowed to... Well, am I allowed to pick or no? Okafor's off the board. All right, you got to take somebody else. Stauskas. Stauskas. Yeah. Mike? I feel like he's not off the board, though. If they could have traded him, they would have traded him by now. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. They're not, they're not going to cut... All right. So this break. comes down to... Uh, so Colin Cowherd got a lot of... Um, oh. Okay. Wait, 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 
There are a lot of there are a lot of places that it's okay to be trolled by, and there are places that it's not okay to be trolled by. Let's live de- leave Deadspin alone at this point. They, all they want is your page views and your th- Colin Coward. Who gives a shit, really? But here here is my so he was but he was talking about the over under the other day, and he was talking about the over under of forty, which I think is wildly. Um, Wildly positive, I think. I don't think there's any way they win 40 games unless... Oh, hold on a second. No, hold on. You think 40 is wildly (laughs) positive? Yes. 40 is wild. They won 28 last year. Did you see Justin Anderson block the shit out of somebody? We're never doing the live podcast with Mike there ever. Spike, are you the villain of the... Are you the new Sharp? No. (laughs) Show a Clearwater Thresher and you're fine. Let... So let's say Joel Embiid plays 52 games. Is that, is that a fair, somewhere in between? What do you think the realistic over-under for them is? Somebody said 69. I heard. I feel like that's the right answer. <laughs> I would, at, at 52 games, I would go slightly under 40. I would say probably 38. Okay. But at like 60 games, I think 40 is a little bit low. Right. Well, the, the problem is, the thing that, that, the thing that makes it so, John, the thing that makes it so hard to predict is that he's played 30, uh, and I'm not, like, I'm not saying this to, to taunt him, I think he's great, but when you've played, when you've been here for three years and you've missed two Start of them of and you've played yeah. 30 games, saying that he'll play 60 games is a pretty positive outlook, you know? So that's, that's the tough part in predicting this. I, I have been saying if they can get 50 out of him, that's a win. It's a huge win. I yeah. th- and I think that they would take that in a heartbeat. And if you could clear that 50-game threshold with Joel Embiid, then, yeah, I'm with Derek. I think all of a sudden 40 is a realistic number. Yeah. How many all, all of them, probably. I think they win all of the playoff yeah. games. In fact, I think should they, they should just keep Joel on the shelf for when they play the Golden State Warriors in the finals. Yeah, yeah. That just makes sense. That's just smart. The, the fact that they, that they hung in a Celtic... Did, was anyone on the Celtics not playing in that game last night? Are, are we saying that they're going, to make, they're going to win 41 games because they hung in the Celtics at a... At a Without Embiid or Dario? Or Fultz? I, I've always said, 43 wins, 6 seed, and they beat Toronto in the first round. Spike, don't get me in front of a crowd, Spike. Here's your champion. <laughs> this is the worst idea we ever had, I think. I totally agree. I think it, in retrospect. Let's talk about Brett Brown for a second. Yes. I love that dude. So first of all, first of all, just first of all, he's one of us. He really is. Like I think Brett Brown is part of the family at this point. I can't believe they waited so long to hire a coach. It's been so negative because they waited so that's long. That's that's a four-year-old callback, and I like it. Yeah, well, you all remember. So, uh, and and then the other thing, bust the process too. Uh, Brett Brown gave us two thousand dollars for drinks. Yeah. Which is the most amazing thing ever. So here's my concern. Here's my concern, and we've talked about this before. The, the uh, expectations for the Sixers this year are pretty high. The first month of the season is pretty difficult. Yep. Um, Brian Colangelo did not hire Brett Brown. And if they start off, I don't know, four and nine. Don't do it. 
Don't pe- do it. People, no, I'm just asking. People are going to start wanting blood, and, and they're not going to get Brian Colangelo's blood this quickly. That's not his, his MO. Who's, and I guess, wait, who's going to start wanting blood? Everyone. Like, for, forget about... No, no, no. Forget about this room. People who listen to your dad on the radio? No, no, no. No. Here's the reality Mr. Doesn't Live Here. The reality is... LA is really nice. The reality is there is a, there is a, a city of people that are outside of this room. We're different. We just sat through 10 wins, 19 wins. It, it doesn't matter to us. They could win four games and we'd be like, hey, fucking great effort last night. It doesn't matter to us. But Mor- there's a moral, si- We've won 82 moral victories. <laughs> yeah, we're, we are undefeated. undefeated. We, we are three-peats in the moral victory championship. But... But there is a city full of people who are talking about playoffs and, and haven't been here and don't understand context. And, and if, they, if they start off slow, I can promise you that those expectations, having not being met right away, will cause some PR trouble. They, this organization has proven in the last two years that they will do things based on PR. Yep. And I guess that my question to everyone is, is if they start off understandably slow, not bad slow, but understandably slow, is Brett Brown in trouble for, is he the guy, no, is he the guy that could take that bullet? I I really don't think so. You know, last year, I was really, I I thought about this a lot, whether or not Brian would use an excuse to bring in his own coach. I don't feel that way at all. I think, I think he likes Brett. I think ownership likes Brett. But Spike's right, shit always rolls downhill. If they're, if they start off really slow, I think they stick with him, but I think it's a fair question. It, I mean, it'd be nice if, like, I don't know, Scott O'Neill got fired. <laughs> I don't that's want no that, comment. That's I one. have another job. Yeah. I don't, baby. Yeah. I don't want anybody to get fired. And no. unfortunately, this is a kind of question that, like, people will think about if they do get off to the slow start that nobody wants. Yeah. I personally hope that doesn't happen because Brett is, like I've covered a lot of different sports in a lot of different cities, and Brett is easily one of the best human beings, like a real human being, in the same way that like, he's a genuinely good dude. And on top of that, that aside, this is an important point because aside from being just a good human being, that doesn't really get you much in the NBA, right? It's a big boy league. You gotta but, produce. But I do, th- I do think that he gets credit for like keeping this team together for so this long. Is, this is the point that I'm making. He went through some bullshit. Yeah. So if he doesn't get a chance to actually try to win with real players, then that's garbage. He, let's see what he can really do yeah. now. Yeah. Mike, honest question. Brett Brown goes to L.L. Pavorsky, buys a ring, big enough for a guy proposes to you, what do you say? If Brett proposes to me? Yes. I say, let's do it, man. Yeah! <laughs> let's get married, Brett Brown, who has a wife and a son. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's mix Look, it up. See how this goes. Everybody has a wife and a son. <laughs> yeah. All right. So is let's that, turn... Wait, is, that, is that where we're putting the LL commercial? Yeah. <laughs> that was a really nice, really nice so transition. So let's turn the, uh, the topic of conversation to everyone in this room. Let's talk about the fans and let's talk about what everyone has been through for the last several years. So uh, I, I personally, um, you know, Philadelphia has great fans and they're known for having great fans, dedicated fans, but I personally have never seen a group of fans in all of sports uh, be as dedicated to not only a team, but defending an idea 
as, as this group of fans, and that's something that John has written about a lot. Like, is it possible for you to put in context what something like this is? I think you put it in context, actually, in the story that I wrote about what happens post-process. Like, you know, we were all talking about, okay, well, the, you know, the, they trade up and they get Markel Fultz, and that's the end of the process, right? But not really, because it's an idea about how to value things and what kind of time you're going to spend and invest in it and what kind of investment you're going to get out of that. And you had mentioned specifically, you said, we told everybody that we were smarter than them and we were right. <laughs> and that's true. You guys are smarter than everybody. You were right. And, and, true. and, and certainly just like more patient. That too. You that's, know, to that's prove, matters. That's like 90% of it. I, uh, to prove that, you could buy the Right Side of History t-shirt and a subscription to the <laughs> Year of the Athletic at theathletic.com slash RTRS. One of the stories that I just wrote for The Ringer, I quoted Ben Falk, who used to be Hanky's main analytics. Ben Falk? We love Ben Falk. But Ben made a really Clean. good point. He writes He's, cleaning, cleaning the glass it's com. awesome, it's awesome site. I highly recommend you guys go and check it out. He's incredibly intelligent. Bodner and I were having the conversation about him last night at the game. But Ben Falk made the point. He goes, look, what really pissed me off about people who said we were tanking and we didn't want to win was that's not true. When the, when the San Antonio Spurs sit somebody for a game, it's because they're not trying to win every game. They're trying to win the last game. Well, for us, same deal. It's only that we weren't trying to do it over one year. We were doing it over ten. I guess, I guess John, my question is if they, if they call it the ultimate game, <laughs> why do they play it again? He's the superstar of this podcast. Yeah, yeah. Are we all in agreement? Well, if we're going to give, before we get to Derek, if we're going to give a big cheer to Ben Falk, a big cheer for Sachin Gupta as well. That's right. Uh... So Derek has been sort of like the, the beat writer mascot of, of all of us over the last few years. So give a hand to Derek for doing that for us. Derek, are you, are you Franklin? <laughs> yeah, he's Franklin. Franklin Godner. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get, if we could, if we, I'm going to get really, really emotional with Derek right now. I'm going to ask him a real Three beers. emotional question. <laughs> so what does it meant to you? So before The Athletic, you... You, uh, the, the Sixers coverage at Philly Mag went away. And, and what, we had what, a conversation. What about, what about before Philly Mag? What's that? What about before Philly Mag? Where, where was he yeah. at? Do we really want to get into before Philly Mag, Mike? I think yeah. we might. <laughs> so, um, but we had a conversation about doing DerekBodner.com, which I, Godner.com as we'll call it. <laughs> but we had talked about these people um, want good coverage so much that, that they will pay to get it from you. And I think you are the first person that I can think of in terms of this entire country and all of sports to sort of have so much dedication that you could go off on your own and earn a living on your own to be a beat writer. So what did that... I, I, want, to, I want to talk about the feelings of, of what of the fears of going into that, the thoughts going into it, and the response and what that felt like to you. I mean, let's be honest. I only had that opportunity because I had the world's best hype man yeah. right behind me. Um, and I'm not even kidding about that. I'm, I'm convinced half my subscribers were because of you. Uh, no, I mean, it's, in, it's incredible. I never thought, I think when Spike and I talked beforehand, I thought like maybe two or 300, like it'd be just enough not to completely waste my time doing it. Um, to have gotten to where I was and to quit 
you know, a career that I had been spending a decade building, it, is, it was overwhelming. It was completely overwhelming. Um, never in a million years would I have guessed that I would be here today. But it's, uh, you know, it's great. I, I can't express my gratitude enough. I really can't. And for a writer, I should not be at a loss for words, but I am. But it's, uh, it's incredible. I, I've never seen anything like that before. For the, for, the, for the people at home, Derek is currently uh, flaunting the dollar bills in his waistband. Yeah. All right. It's all in threes. It's time for Gonzo and Derek Bodner to get the heck off the stage. Thank you, guys, because we have another guest. Big hand. Thank you, guys. All right, all right, hold on, hold on. Mike, let's take a break from the podcast. Gons, sit right there for a second. Okay, and talk about our newest sponsor, the official lawyer of the process, That's right. Adam Kornblau, and Kornblau and Kornblau, the law firm of the process. Kornblau. Uh, let me... Every dollar is well spent, Adam. Well spent. All right. That's definitely the first time Kornblau's ever been yes. chanted. Yeah. Anywhere. All right. First things first. Kornblau is here with you. He is one of us. He is a process truster, which checks off the list. Second thing. So his law firm, they do any sort of personal injury and they do medical malpractice. So if you slip and you fall or if uh, some asshole rear ends you and uh, you want to sue him, you never, that happened or, to me. Or right? if you want to sue someone for murder. More murder, yeah. <laughs> you, you go to Kornblau, the dude's been, he's running the, the, this, this law firm, firm Kornblau and Kornblau, has been there for 30 years. They, more than 30 years, they're experts in the field. His parents started the law firm. Yep. Now he is like, one of us, we are taking over, right? We are all taking over, so Kornblau is taking we over. We are Kornblau. We are Kornblau, we are all Kornblau. On the count of three. One, two, three. Formlow. Any aspect of bodily injury, accidents at work, slip and fall, everything. If you think you might have a case, give them a call or shoot them an email. 215-576-7200 and ask for Adam or email. email. I never get to read the, the, the numbers. Well, you, you never look at it. I, I, look, I scan it. Okay. Or email. I know, Cor I know the email. I know the email. Okay. Cornblow. At Kornblau and Kornblau.com. And the and is spelled, and Kornblau is spelled with a K. Yeah, you have just to, a K. Just a K. No other letters. <laughs> and uh, Adam Kornblau is the official lawyer of the plot process. On the count of three. One, two, three. Kornblau! Let me do the intro, then you can chant. You chant so much, we can't even do the interview. I don't, I don't give a shit. So a couple of years ago, there was a point guard in the summer league roster that I remember Jake Bavorsky had a, said had a real chance to make the team. Scotty Wilbekin. <laughs> I sort of, I did like him. But uh, he said TJ McConnell, and I watched a game, and I was like, you know what? I, don't, I mean, he's trying hard. I don't think so. And here we are, two years later, going into his third season as our fucking hero. Uh, and... You know, there are two players that, that mean the, the process, I think, the most to us, and they are Robert Covington and TJ McConnell. And I want you to give the processy, most right to Ricky Sanchez welcome to our point guard, your point guard, TJ McConnell. 
Pretty solid. So congratulations on joining the Beatles. Yeah. So the first question, first of all, thank you for doing this. This is sort of unreal to us. This is the first time we've, did something, we've done something like this. And as we told you on the pod before, you are the, the perfect guy to do it. So we thank you for being here with us. It means a lot to everybody. So I guess the, the, the first question I have, because everything is about us, and then does this, like, we tried to prepare you on the phone, we tried to prepare your, your agent, and what about this would be like, is this sort of what you were figuring, or, or what were you figuring? Um, you know, <laughs> I, I kind of, the only way I can explain it is I poked my head in and said, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> So we were talking before about, uh, you know, your, your journey through here as a guy who we weren't sure was even going to make the team to a guy who has been on the team longer than every, anybody. Who, like, how, when you, when you first started here, could you have imagined the trajectory of your career with the Sixers and, and, and how you ended up like this? Can you, can you take us from how you felt then to how you feel now? And do you have a chance to reflect on that ever? Yeah, so obviously my first year... Uh, you guys know we won 10 games. It was... Uh, the, this is where you are, by the way. We thought that was awesome. 10, yeah. 10 great wins, though. Yeah. And, you know, after Summer League, I honestly thought I'd be playing in Delaware for the 87ers. Yeah. And um, to make the team and kind of get where we are now and play in front of the best fucking fans in the NBA. That's right. There's nothing better than that. Ladies and gentlemen, we have TJ McConnell's Chase Utley moment. <laughs> but what, what uh, being an undrafted free agent, and uh, you and Covington both were, just talk about what that was like and, and how that is, you know, coming from, uh, coming through the 10 wins and, uh, and being a product of, like, the hinky system. Yeah, um, kind of... Me and Cove have been through the ups and downs and uh, kind of seen this guy through. And then the second coming of Christ, Joel Embiid, gets healthy. <laughs> and he takes this team to a whole new level. So yeah. to go from where we were to embody the process, it's, it's been special. Yeah. Uh, well, let's talk about that 10-win team. We were just talking about Brett Brown a little bit. And uh, what we talk about a lot with Brett is less about strategy, which I'm sure he's great at, and more about the fact that he's been able to... Um, you know, there's a lot of noise in the public with teams a lot, but there hasn't been a lot of noise with the Sixers. And that 10-win team was, um, you know, it was a national story. How, can you talk about his role in keeping you guys focused and on point and what it was like for you being a part of a team that won 10 games and had a chance to win, you know, nine, which was the record. What was it like going? Well, um, I know I say it all the time. I mean, the guy, he just embodies what this team is all about. And I don't think there's another coach in the NBA that could stick around and go through what he's gone through, knowing you're coming into a team that's trying to lose. And he deserves to be where he's at right now. 
when, uh, towards the end of last year, I'm just going to go for it. We're all comfortable. I've had a few beers. Yeah. Where, the, where the hell is my beer? That's right. Somebody get TJ a beer. Oh, give me a freaking beer. Somebody get TJ a beer. Somebody get TJ a beer. Or, or... No, the, like half a scotch is not going to do it. Oh. Don't you dare touch anyone's beer here. I trust you all. All right, uh, we'll get the beer. During, so towards the end of last year, there, was, there were trade rumors about you that, uh, that a fellow named LeBron James. Here you go. Hey, first of all. Hey, Rich, 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 come back, come back. TJ just uh, cracked a beer over his forehead and yeah. drank it like Stone Cold. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Just, right. just so you know, the guy... The TJ, guy that brought TJ you the beer. Over here. The guy that brought you the beer is the guy that runs this place. A huge Sixers fan, a huge TJ fan. That's Rich. A big hand for Rich. But the uh, so there were there were trade rumors about LeBron wanting wanting you to come to Cleveland. What what was that? What was that like? Yeah, to read that. Um, I mean, anytime you have the best player in the world want, it, want you to come play with them. It's awesome, but in the back of my mind, I'm saying I don't want to fucking go to Cleveland. I want to stay here in Philly. Wait, so true story. I interviewed Dion Waiters once, and Dion Waiters went to Syracuse, where I went, which is not a great town. Uh, and then ended up in Cleveland. And I asked him, hey man, what's it like going from Syracuse to Cleveland? And he didn't say a word, and he just looked at me and raised his eyebrows. Like, <laughs> it's still Cleveland, championship or not. <laughs> so, um, you guys have changed facilities, you've changed outlooks. Like, over the last few years, there's been a lot of change. What has been the difference in just, we, we talk about feelings a lot on this podcast. What is the difference between the feeling of the beginning of the 10-win season and the beginning of the 28-win season and then to now? Well, um, I'm you know, going to get straight to it. The facility we were at for practice my first season. Um, they tried hard. It's the process. That's part of the process, yeah. too, but... Um, do, you, do you like osteopathic medicine or? Yeah. Have to now. I mean, yeah. I walk into the facility and we got doctors playing. I'm saying, get in the fuck off the court. We're trying to practice here. And, uh, and I mean, <laughs> they're, they're at one end and I'm at the other. And I was like, no wonder we've only won 10 fucking games sure. this year. Yeah. <laughs> um, a couple more questions, and then we... We tried to tell you. Huh? We tried to tell you. Yeah. This is everything I hoped it would be. Thank you for being exactly like I thought you would be. You guys are the best. Um, a couple more questions, and then, then we have some, some, uh, some fun that we were hoping you would take part in. Oh. All right, let me think of one. Let me think of one. Hold on, hold on. Um, a lot of times there's been, you know, and it sort of, it comes off of Mike's question, there's been national talk about, you know, uh, you being underrated or, or a player saying, you know, a player poll that you are, you know, uh, one of the guys that nobody knows about, or even you were voted in the NBA PA thing, you were best teammate for the Sixers. 
when you hear that's when, at least 11 wins right there yeah when, when you hear about uh, people saying those things, do you have a chance to look and reflect on that? And, and how does that feel when you hear other players in the league talking about you that way? I mean, it's cool, but realistically, um, you know, I want to be a good teammate, but, you know, I don't, it doesn't matter what other people say. It, ma- it just matters about what we do and about this city. And, and I say it all the time. All we need to do is just win, and that's all that matters. Yeah. At a certain point, it feels like they're just going to cheer for whatever he says. You know, he's good at it. He's better than you. That wasn't even a great line. Yeah, like, he's yeah. had better lines. Yeah, that no. wasn't the best one. <laughs> you just got married. Congratulations. I see the ring. <laughs> he did not go to LL, I don't think. But it did not... It, first of all, how is married life? How is it so far? Are you happy? Um, you know, nothing's changed except she's just draining me all of my fucking money, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, someone get TJ another beer. <laughs> I'll be on the couch tonight. Beers are on me. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, from what I could tell from, uh, how quickly you got back to town, you owe her a honeymoon. Yeah. I, um, I told her we would go after this season and. She's like, so where are we going to honeymoon this year? I said, babe, we're fucking going to Camden, New Jersey yeah. for our honeymoon. So, do you want to get to the fun or oh, no? No, go no, ahead. we got a couple more. I got a couple more. Okay. Um, so the so we got Ben we got Ben Simmons now, obviously a very big talent, a uh, guy who's not known for his jump shooting jump shooting right now, and if, realistically, if you want to play a lot of minutes with Ben Simmons, you're gonna have to be able to shoot. How's the jumper, man? It was shitty as hell last year, but uh, I'm, I'm working on... Yeah, damn right. Um, We're getting there. <laughs> damn fucking straight. But realistically, um, I'm working on it, and anything I can do to get on the court... And yeah. play with Ben, um, I'm trying to do. So that's all I got for you on that one. Yeah. Who, who wins in a three-point contest right now, you or Simmons? Me. What the fuck? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'll, right. tell you, I'll tell you the reason. Well, you know what? Uh, <laughs> um, do you want to do a... Jigsaw and then the fun, or do you have other basketball questions? I've been instructed by multiple people. I, I got another, you got another beer coming. John Gonzalez just handed TJ a beer. I think ben, Bill Simmons spitting it. Yeah. <laughs> no, Bill likes TJ. He says he's better than Fultz, actually. So. The, uh... TJ's now double fisting. Ladies and gentlemen, Stone Matt, Cold, TJ, TJ stares. Yeah. Um, so I've been I've been instructed to ask you like. Own it. If you look behind you, there's a picture of yourself. As a as a younger boy. Yeah. And I want I want you to talk about your hair then. I want you to talk about your hair now. 
Did you, did you say a younger boy? That was my freshman year of high school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Looks like you're running the uh, Princeton <laughs> offense over there. Yeah. Uh, I look like Ollie from Hoosiers. That's, all, that's <laughs> yeah. about all I can say, the, say about that. But the hair, the hair has become, a you've thing. become a little bit known for it. Yeah. Let's, Looks great. What kind, of, what kind of product are we using? We have some people in the audience who might want to learn. I'm, I'm letting it flow this year. I, I, I'm, I'm tired of people, you know, like, like, like do, J, JJ's got a better hair, hair than me. Okay. Uh, I'm tired of people making fun of the gel, so I'm just going to go out there and rip like their the ass free-flowing. What? I feel that. Okay. JJ okay. looks like he's a stand-in for uh, Maroon 5, actually. So. <laughs> Not a bad way. I'm sure that guy does fine. Do you want to do a jigsaw and then name the sixer? Or do you want to do name the sixer first? Uh, let's do name the sixer first. We okay. always end on the jigsaw. Okay, so Mike has a game. Right, we have so a couple of games. Are you willing so you, to play the games? You got a couple of beers right. in your hands. They're fun. Everything's You're going to play the game. Yeah. All right, so you've been on the team since 2015. That's when you came out of U of A. Bear down. Bear down. Bear, down. Uh, bear the fuck down. And uh, so you've played with, uh, you played with a number of guys over the last couple of years. And so we're going to play a little game. These guys don't know about it. But there's, uh, we have a little game. We have five people that you've played with. And, uh, and I want to see if you know their names. There's been a lot of people here. There's been a bunch of people that came through the process that yep. you played with. You so can you help him if you want. I would say no, no, no. I would say don't help him for now. I would say help him. I would say don't, and, okay. I, and you should listen to me. We confirmed Spike's it. Spike's wearing a Clearwater point. Threshers hat, Definitely. and he doesn't know yeah. anyone oh, on the Clearwater fuck. Threshers. He's very nervous. He's going to be good. All right. All right, so we're starting off here. If you look, if you look behind you, you'll see a former teammate. It's Furcon. Yeah! So TJ... Summer League, baby. I play with him in Summer League. That's right. These are, these are all of your Summer League teammates. So this is, this is Furkan Aldemir, one of the premier screen setters in the NBA. Yeah. Okay. Looking good. Next one. We got the next one. Oh. It's JP Tokoto, right? It's JP Tokoto. Two for fucking two, baby. That's Keep JP Tokoto. UNC product, one of my favorite players that the Sixers have drafted in quite some time. We got another one. We got three more to go. Ooh. It's very processy. Very processy. Was, was drafted by the Sixers. The Sixers yeah. drafted him. Hinky's first draft. Went to Oregon? Went to Oregon. Went to Rice and then went to Oregon. TJ, you played three summer league games with him. You started yeah. two of them with him. I, I want to defend TJ and say, this is not fair. I know. I know, if, I know what if, if I give you initials, can I give him initials? AK? Arsalan Kazimi. Arsalan That's right. That's right. We're good. All right, so it's, gonna, it's, getting, it's getting harder from here. Now, so from here... This is where Mike acts like a dick. Yes. So, th so those are the easy three. From here, we're going to this one. Played in that same summer league team with you. I don't you. know who that is. That's a, that's a LaSalle product. A center. 
I have no fucking idea who that yeah. is. That is former LaSalle Center Steve Zack. That's yeah. it. Two first names. Two I, first I remember names. Yeah. two first names. Two first names. Steve Zack. And finally. And finally, this is tough. Charles Jackson. That's right. Charles Jackson, Tennessee Tech, played with Covington. I'm right. I got to be honest, I was super nervous about that whole thing because I didn't think. <laughs> I think you did a pretty good job. All right. You feel good about it? I feel great. Thanks. All right. You guys want to have a, a contest with you guys? Give me the bottle. Give me the Give bottle. Give him the ball. It's right, the bottle. The bottle. First the bottle, then the ball. The bottle. The bottle. Yeah. I've had more beers than TJ. So. One of the things we've talked about a, a lot for a while was we were we were talking about Tony Rote at one point, which is a, a, a favorite of ours. One of well. the yeah, one of the ultimate process guys, Tony Rote. And uh, and Mike said something. We were talking about when it was going to be good again. This was years ago. And Mike said, "Man, just imagine Tony Rote slapping the hardwood during a playoff game." And the next day, my wife's like, you want to buy season tickets, don't you? And I was like, yeah, I do. And I bought them because it's slapping the hardwood. So Tony's gone, and you became the next guy who we thought during the playoff game was going to slap the hardwood. Have you, have you ever slapped the hardwood in a basketball game before? Like on defense, like ready, like maybe meeting them like just shy of the three-point, shy of the, like the half-court line? No. You've uh, never done it? Uh, never. That's all right. But I actually have a funny story about Tony. Can I tell it? Yeah, yeah. Tony Rhodes. Yeah. So... It was like the third game of the year, my rookie year, and yep. Tony was obviously hurt, and we were going through shoot-around, and, um, you know, I was, like, locked in per usual, like, going super fucking hard in a shoot-around. <laughs> Pittsburgh, PA. Yeah, right. You know, the, and, uh, <laughs> and I fight over a ball screen and, you know, kind of knock him over. And I try to help him up, and he slaps my hand away. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, well, fuck this guy. <laughs> the next play, he, we, did, we ran the same thing, and he stopped. And I'm thinking to myself, what the hell are you doing? He winds up and elbows me square in the nose. <laughs> and I said, well, I'm going to get cut after this. <laughs> and then I never talked to Tony again. Well, we never liked him. <laughs> he's actually a really good guy, though. Yeah, I yeah. really did like he's him. He's been yeah. on the podcast. Yeah, actually. he was on the podcast. So I have this water bottle that was used by Joel Embiid in a game against the Bucks. Says 21 right on there. So we are going to pick three people out of the crowd who are willing to try to slap or make pretend this is hardwood, and we will, all three of us, cast our vote on the winner. No, it's just going to be TJ. Well, yeah. <laughs> I think we should all three. Okay, but, all three, but, but TJ's is gonna count. <laughs> all right, all right, who wants to play? You with the blue jersey, right here, right in front of me. Go to the side, go to, or you can just oh, go there. He's coming right up, he's coming up. He's wearing a Simmons jersey. Girl, you right there. Yes. I love it. And, and oh, uh, black t-shirt, right? You, yes, come on. Andrew Sharp t-shirt. All right. We got He's wearing sandals, which is not a great sign. Yeah. All right. So we got uh, a fella in a Simmons jersey. His name is Eddie. Uh, go Chance the Rapper. Uh, He's a Chance, Chance the, the Rapper, rapper fan. All right. Which I also like. The crowd is booing Spike for his bad Chance takes. It wasn't even about Chance. It was about you. Yeah. He's All booing right. Spike for his bad me takes. Yeah. Eddie. 
On the count of three, we want you to slap the hardwood. One, two, three. Oh! Okay. TJ's, TJ's saying it's got to be two hands. It's got to be two hands. Okay, we got, we got the next contestant. Ma'am, what's your name? Mackenzie. Mackenzie, Mackenzie one, of, one of seven girls in the audience. All right, Mackenzie, you can You can step out a little bit if you want to give a little shelf some room. Okay, here we go. All right, go on. Do it. One, two, three. Holy shit! She slapped the hardwood. She slapped it pretty hard. All right, and then we got somebody in a shirt with himself and Andrew Sharp from, I believe, the 2015 lottery party? 2016 lottery party. What's your okay, name? Step out. What's your name? Max. Step All right, out a give it to more, us, Max. Max. We slapped it oh, three no, times. No, 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 no. Too many slaps. I mean, right, if so you we don't... have Max, we have Mackenzie, and we have... Eddie. Eddie. If you don't Do you... give it to Mackenzie, the crowd's going to go away. It's, it's Mackenzie. Mackenzie! Mackenzie has won the Joel Embiid game-used water bottle. It says 21 on the lid, and it's, it's just an Aquafina water bottle. It could have been Spikes. It wasn't. There's like two people on the internet that told me they saw the but guy. But it for it. sure could have been Spikes. It could have been mine. All right. We got a so, couple more questions for TJ, but we got, a, we got a couple more games for him. Before we get... Cool. Yeah. I, I, so got, I got more questions. The most famous... Well, we, we, we don't have time for too many more questions. No, one more question. Okay. Do you want to do a question before the... Before the jigsaw, yeah. No, no, no. You're doing the shot. TJ, spell Duquesne. Oh. You went to Duquesne before you went to Arizona. You transferred as a sophomore. You played for Sean Miller at Arizona. Played with a number of U of A guys that I like very much. Nick Johnson, Gabe York, yeah. Brandon Ashley. Bear down. Yeah, thank you. But you started your college career at Duquesne. Right. Duquesne is spelled in an interesting way. You seem confident right now. You didn't know Steve Zach's name, but you seem confident yeah. now. D-U-Q-U-E-S-N-E. That's correct. TJ is spelled Duquesne correctly. Okay, I got one more, I got one more question for TJ. Okay. I got one more question. Uh, you've worn now six, six numbers since high school. It's a lot of numbers. Yeah. A lot of guys generally stay with the one. You sort of spreading out. Can you name all of the numbers that you've worn, including Summer League? Ooh. 20 at Duquesne, 4 at Arizona. Yep. I think I was 17 in Summer League. You were? Um, one. Don't. Yep. 12. That's right. Yeah. One more. What was it? Not, is it? You uh, were, I, think it was, I think this is a high school number. 11. And, and, then, and then one more also. <laughs> you said one, you said four. You said 11, you said 12, you said 17, that's 20. That's all of them. You got them all. My, uh... You can spell Duquesne, and you know all of your numbers. That's some, like, lost shit. Yeah. That should have been the lost numbers. Yours. I, I, don't, I don't mean to keep switching numbers. It's uh, Gerald's dad wore number 12. Okay, who's Ger Gerald, Gerald Henderson? Henderson. 
And I thought it was just your friend, Gerald. I, I, I'm standing at Summer League, and he, and he walks up to me as like, I took your number, bro. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, nice to meet you too, buddy. Always number one. Thank yeah. you. It's good. So you hit a shot against the Knicks. That's right. And wow. He's, he's currently, someone in the crowd, Chris in the crowd brought up a picture of uh, Embiid's Instagram. Yeah. With a picture of TJ midair and Michael Jordan midair. Yeah. This was actually the, the first of two game winners you had last year, the second of which was against Orlando. Yeah. I believe that was on CJ Watson, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. Correct, correct. Hit the front rim, hit the backboard, went in. Damn right. Have you watched? Have you watched those a couple times? More than a couple. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'll okay. tell you what. Probably not as much as us. Yeah. It's probably right. Yeah. So we have we have uh, one of our favorite people uh, who doesn't get enough credit, Mark Zumoff. Yeah. We 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 have his call of the uh, of the game winner against the Knicks. And we're gonna we're gonna watch it right now and see what see how TJ feels. Ilya Soma, by the way, covering Anthony. Henderson on Rose. Derrick Rose has the ball. Derrick Rose cut off, gets it up. They swing to Porzingis in the game for three. Here balls it. Loose ball taken by Henderson. Sixes don't call the timeout. Here's Ilya Soma. Here's McConnell. Can he get it off? Yes! And the Sixers win it. So that's pretty great. Yeah. So how, how'd that feel yeah. as you were doing it? What was, what was going through your head? <laughs> I want to be straight up with you. As soon as the ball went in, I blacked out. I don't remember anything. <laughs> did, you, did you know you were doing your version of the MJ jump as it was happening? Yeah. No, I, I literally just started running. And, and, and wherever I could go, I just ran and then I jumped and then I came to and Joel was choking me half to death. <laughs> that is what happened. So we were thinking um, that it would be fun to sort of relive it with uh, me as the basket and uh, Mike as Carmelo. I was going to play some combination of Carmelo and Porzingis. And, then, and uh, our friend John Gonzalez is going to play Ersan Ilyasova. So would you do that? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. All right, so I'm gonna take uh, I'm gonna take the mic so the people at home can know what's happening. How much rope do I have? I got I got a good amount. I got a good amount. Okay, so Airson has the ball. He kicks it out to TJ. I'm I'm not gonna play defense because I'm Carmelo, and he shoots it and it's good. And that's the celebration. And Spike is now choking TJ. And that's how it went. 
You know what? The vibes are too good. I'm going to skip the jigsaw. I don't want to gross them out. All right. They want a jigsaw. Right, they right, want a jigsaw. All right. All right. Can, can you hit the jigsaw music? In so the wait, 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 wait. Let's explain to TJ what the jigsaw okay. is. He seems a little confused. He yeah, just yeah, had yeah. you. He had just had you choke him. So yeah. So I have this. You just what? choked him. I will explain. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. So I do this thing where I ask these horrible "Would you rather" questions, and both options are horrible, like Jigsaw in the in the movie Saw, and uh, and you have to answer. And that's we do it with everybody. Brett Brown did it, so okay. so everyone's got to do it. So you're in the clear. All right, hit it. I will play this game. I miss you. I will play this game. I I'm worried. Play. I will play this game. And after the game, they were interviewing him, and they said, how does it feel to win the ultimate game? And he said, if it's the ultimate game, why are they playing it again next year? All right. That was Doug Collins. By the way, if it's the ultimate game... Right, why do they play it again next year? Okay. Here are your two choices. And by the way, Brett Brown's was pretty gross, too, and I think it had to do with boogers. I think it was hot dog. Wasn't it hot dog water? It might have been hot dog water. I don't yeah. remember. All right. You know when you boil hot dogs in like, the water? Yeah. There's something about that. Anyway. Uh, that's fucking and no, Mike's, it wasn't great. Mike's got to answer, too. All right. For the, for the remainder of your life, once a week, you will violently vomit. You will get super nauseous and vomit like the worst hangover of your life. Or... Five times for the rest of your life, a stranger will pick his nose, put the contents of his nose in your food. You'll never know about it. Those are your two choices. Do you, do you want me to go first while you think about it? Yeah. So the, so the, so the, the choices are, I vomit once a, once week. a week for the rest of my life. Yep. Or five times a week. Yeah. Some stranger. No, five times total. Five times ever. You guys are a no, bunch no, no, of booger no, no. eaters. You don't even every, know who that person is. Every. The booger is five times total. The throw yep. up is every week for the rest of your life. Once a week. I, I'll take the boogers because people are take probably spitting my food and you I didn't know about it. You gotta take the booger. Honestly, I'd take the booger even if it was five times a you week. You said we didn't know about it, We didn't though, know right? about it. Yeah, you don't know about it. All right, I'll take it's the booger. It's probably happening Bill Simmons anyway, just, yeah. just spitting TJ's yeah, beer. Yeah, He doesn't know about it. All right. That so, uh, so a big thank you to you, uh, everyone at Underground Arts. Big hand for the Underground Arts. John Gonzalez and Derek Bodner. Godner! TJ's going to play some metal music for you guys now. Yeah. Now that we're um, here. I thank you to our sponsors, L.L. Pavorsky Jewelers. <laughs> the law firm of Cornblow and Cornblow. Cornblow! That's right. And, of course, our newest sponsor, The Athletic Get the Right Side of History t-shirt at theathletic.com slash RTRS. All right. Wait, can I, can I ask TJ one last question? What? Before we, before oh, we make boy. him take pictures with all these crazy folks. Yeah. Playoffs this year, yes or no? Fuck yes. Okay. So, okay. Um, the end of the podcast, we're, we're not going to get into the ifs, ands, or buts, and the whys, and the whats, but uh, I think we should break the rule and end it today with an entire group. Do you, are you guys willing to do that? Just say yes. I'm telling you, let's do it. I'm, 
I'm not going to say it, but you guys can say you it. You guys should tell them to say it. Nobody's telling me to say it. Are you down with TTP? Yes. All right. Thank you for coming.